Well, good morning, Hilton Head Island Community Church. All right, there's one of you, maybe two. Good morning, Hilton Head Island Community Church. All right, much better. I'm glad that you're here. My name's Todd, and uh, I'm the lead pastor. I'm just so glad that you are here today. A bit of a different service today. As you can see, I'm joined uh, by some guests, some friends of mine here, and I'll introduce them in a minute. But just to let you know, we're, we are here today in the middle of a series. We're in uh, week three of a series called Think Global, and uh, we are really uh, putting on a, a wide lens view of what God is doing uh, around the world. And uh, so today we have uh, from Roe Kids, the founder and director of Roe Kids, uh, John Eve. And uh, John is our one of our missions partner, he and Sue. Um, Sue is out at Low Country Community Church this morning because they're celebrating their 20th anniversary as a church, uh, the church that helped us get started. And so she's there. And uh, so that's, that's a neat thing. And so John, we're glad to have you today. And I have some folks who were on our Belize missions team summer 2014 here and so we've got Mackenzie Strauss here we've got uh, uh, Vivi Veronique and uh, Ken Horup uh, dad and daughter there we had a couple dad and daughter teams you'll hear more about that in a minute Gloria Moss been with us for a long time Gloria and Josh uh, Polk and so um, why don't you guys give it up for our panel this morning <laughs> We, uh, we began uh, our series a few weeks ago by introducing you to uh, one of our, really, we have four global partners, uh, and uh, we began really over in Africa, in Kenya, Africa, with uh, our partner, No Hungry Children. And uh, they go into the slums, or a, a missions organization based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, they go into the slums of Kenya, uh, uh, Nairobi, Kenya, in Africa, and they help feed uh, children who don't normally have food in the slums. And so you were introduced to Brandon and Kim Smith, who we support on a monthly basis. And uh, some of you have uh, those No Hungry Children t-shirts on that uh, you like so much. And so uh, they were here a few weeks ago to begin our whole global emphasis, Think Global. And last week, uh, I brought a message that really challenged us as a church uh, to continue to be a church that continues to advance the gospel. And we looked at Acts 8 through 12 and looked at how in the beginning of the first church, the gospel message was just advancing at such a rapid pace. And I got to tell you, those of you who are Christ followers, uh, we need to be proponents of that. And we need to be people who help the gospel advance, the good news of Jesus advance, not people who stop it. And uh, so that was what last week was all about. And this week we have Johnny from Row Kids. And today I want to let you know, Today, this is not like an infomercial, okay? Don't, don't think of it that way, okay? This isn't just a plug or whatever. Um, this, I want you to hear the heart of what God is doing in other places around the world. And so, John, man, we are so privileged to um, be a partner with you guys and honored to be a partner with you guys. And I know they saw the video here for a few minutes, but um, tell, us, um, tell us a little bit about the beginning of, of Roe Kids and how things really got launched years ago. All right. Thanks for having me here. I really appreciate it. And uh, the, your support and your partnering with us means the world, uh, not only to us, uh, Sue and I, but to many children. And um, But uh, this, uh, don't let this scare you off from going in the back later and signing up for the next mission trip, but <laughs> Row Kids was kind of a, um, a mission trip that was on steroids and got crazy, went crazy. And uh, it continues <laughs> to, to just uh, amaze Sue and I. Uh, where it's taken us. We had we were taking a uh, international trip for a church on, here on the island um, 
St. Andrew by the Sea United Methodist Church. It was going to be their very first ever international trip, uh, and Sue and I led that. And uh, two months before we were ready to leave, they, uh, we were going to go to Guyana and uh, build an AIDS clinic with a, a missionary, a Methodist missionary, and they threw him out of the country two months before we were going to leave. Mm-hmm. And they told us, well, we can get you downriver to the spot, and w- but we can't guarantee your safety once we get you there. <laughs> Um, and this was going to be my first ever leading a mission trip anywhere. Um, and um, my grandson was on that trip. He was only eight at the time. And I didn't think I wanted to be that my, be my <laughs> first experience. So we backed up, and the, the, the team went and prayed for two weeks uh, about where God would take 28 people that were fully funded, ready to serve. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the Methodist Church came up with five ideas for us, um, which they would have, all we had to do was go there. And uh, they would take care of us. They'd provide housing, food, and everything. And then a friend of mine, uh, David Budoff, knew a man that was running an organization out of Atlanta uh, called Rivers of the World. And he called him, and, he, and um, Ben Mathis had said, um, well, you know, I was just in this little bitty village in Billy White. It's called Billy White, and it's in Belize, up in the mountains. Uh, and no one is helping them, and they desperately need help. Mm-hmm. So we prayed about all those six options and unanimously the team said God was calling us to Belize mm-hmm. so that's where we went my wife got on the internet and found a place for us to stay um, we had no one there we had a person that met us at the airport showed us how to get to the hotel which was on the other side of the country and then we were on our own so we were wow. going strictly on faith wow. and um, so this was in it in God just took care of us in amazing ways when we came home Sue and I both were talking about that it couldn't be just an eight-day mission trip that we knew that that these children were in the dire poverty that they were in because of lack of education opportunities. They were being used uh, for uh, being exploited financially and everything else. Um, so we, that's where Rogue Kids got its birth, hmm. um, uh, 11, almost 11 years ago now. Wow. Um, was we were going to go help this little village of 60 kids. Uh, that's what our plan was. Wow. And, <coughs> and God had a different plan, didn't he? Yeah, God um, had a little bigger plan than I thought. This is where <laughs> the steroids comes in. Uh, over the last 11 years, now it's five countries. Wow. Um, and um, and oh, I'm sorry, it's four countries, and the fifth one is getting ready to come on board. Tell us a little bit about those countries. Okay. Well, well, of course, we're in Belize. That's where yeah. we started. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where we have the biggest footprint right now. Uh, we also work in Guatemala with the students, um, schools in Guatemala. And in Jamaica, uh, up in the in the very poorest parts of Jamaica, not the parts you go to on your cruise ships. <laughs> and um, and then we also um, work here in the United States with the uh, Native Americans, uh, mostly out sw- out west in Oklahoma, um, and in Florida. So um, there we can use the name of Christ. Uh, we don't work in the public schools here in the U.S. because they won't allow us, uh, you know, to talk about God. And if I can't talk about God, I can't talk about anything. So we work with the, Indi- the Native Americans. Um, hopefully you can make a trip with us on one of those. Um, and then uh, God decided that we w- I wasn't busy enough, um, <laughs> that he decided to add a, a fifth place for us, uh, and that's Nairobi, outside of Nairobi, Kenya. Um, you know, like I told you in the first service, uh, I tried to go there 10 years ago because I thought it would be cool. <laughs> um, and it was my idea, and it was a mess. Uh, it did not work. It, like everything that we do on our own is a mess. Mm-hmm. So we just backed out of there and we, pr- you know, we prayed and told God that if you ever need me, I'm the man. Um, and uh, almost 10 years after that, 
Uh, he opened a huge door for us in Nairobi. Um, and we've been working on that for about a year now, a little over a year. And within the next 12 months, we should be ready to it's fantastic, to, uh, man. go fly in there. So here in the U.S., the Southwest Native American Indians, Jamaica, Guatemala, Belize, which is what this team went on into Belize. And uh, next is Nairobi, Ken Kenya. And one of the things that you very quickly discovered, John, was is that there obviously your heart is is not just to help people physically. Uh, your heart is to reach them spiritually too. Yes, yes. Our um, the name Row Kids. You know, everybody says, "What do you do? Put them in boats and have them row, or what?" <laughs> uh, our actually the actual name of our organization is Reaching Our World's Kids. You do that, by the way. You do that to the missions team members who go. Yes. You get us in boats and allow us to row, yes, but not, yes, yeah, okay, yes, yes. just not wanted to kids, clarify not that. kids, just <laughs> you guys, and, um, but, uh, so it's reaching our world's kids, and what we're doing is we're reaching them for Christ, yeah. to, to share the gospel, and we use education, we use safe water, and we use um, health or medical mm. uh, in order to be able to bring the gospel uh, to a, a part of the world that may not see a tangible experience of God. So, so health and, and safe water and then education. Um, great opportunities, I would say, probably is, is the right word. And you guys are leveraging those, as we talked about last week as a church, leveraging the opportunities that God has given us. Uh, you guys had the opportunity to leverage those different things. Tell us about the education system there, John, because it, in Belize in, uh, specifically, because uh, I think we have a view of what it may be, and I think it's probably a lot different than that view. And so tell us a little bit about that and how uh, God allowed you to make some inroads there in Belize. All right. Um, in, in Belize, just like in most of the Central American and South American countries and other, other parts of the world, the government says that they uh, educate their children um, to, in Belize, they use the, um, the European system. So they say they educate them till standard six, which would be like our eighth grade uh, here in the U.S. Uh, what they mean by that is they supply teachers or they pay teachers, um, people to uh, be in the classrooms. Most of the teachers in Belize are high school graduates. They have no teaching degree. They have no studies in t how to teach or anything else. Uh, in the schools that we're in, especially the very first one that we ever went to, which was Billy White, um, they had 60 children there, and uh, it just broke your heart when you walked in there. They had uh, one English book and one math book per classroom, and the teachers would at night would handwrite the lessons for the next day. Uh, so you know there's not a whole lot of learning going on. Um, a stub of a pencil, what we would throw away a long time ago, just a little piece of a pencil. I have one of them at home. Um, from the very first trip, uh, these kids would write their answer and then pass it to the next one. And six or seven children wow. would use what we would throw away wow. hmm. that we would have no use for. Six or seven kids are sharing that. Wow. Um, so, you know, they called it education, but there was no learning going on. Yeah, yeah no absolutely. Learning. And, and what was your vision to, to change that? Because I, I, I really believe God gave you a, a vision for that in that country in Belize um, to help reach the, the, the children and, and the families that was uh, really may, maybe even beyond what you originally thought uh, yeah. that it was. Tell us a little bit about how that occurred. Well, they, um, we weren't going to start schools. There was a lot of schools out there. None of them were succeeding in educating their kids. So our thought was, is what God put on our hearts was that we needed to work with those existing schools and help bring them up to so that they could succeed, so the children could succeed and go on to higher education. Um, 
and the uh, to go on to high school alone is a thousand dollars a person. Wow. U.S. Did you catch that? A thousand a person for most the children. Of those, most to of go those to families thousand dollars. Yeah, most of those families don't make five hundred a year. Wow. Uh, wow. And to go to the ninth grade is a thousand dollars because they have to go to private school. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to get the government involved. Mm. Their government. Um, we try to get indigenous people and the government involved as much as we can. Mm -hmm. So we made a video um, of the rural schools out in the mountains uh, where they could forget about them. They didn't see them, mm -hmm. uh, about how bad the conditions were, how there was no learning going on, uh, and this type of thing. And I got, in a, I got an audience with the prime minister and his cabinet. So I went to Belmapon, which is the capital, and I sat down with him, and I flipped open the laptop, and I started playing this video. And uh, the prime minister immediately said, turn that thing off and don't you ever show it again. I said, well, it's already lit too late for that. It's up on YouTube. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it, was, it was already out there. Kind of an ask uh, yeah. forgiveness later kind of approach, I think. I do that a lot. I do that a lot, he said. That's great. Um, and uh, he said, well, that's not true. I said, get in the car. I'll take you out there. I'll show you. Mm. If you don't know that this is the truth of what's going on yeah. in your country. Yeah. And I said, we don't want the any credit for what we're doing, you can take it all and it'll get you reelected. Mm. Just work with us, help us to provide what these kids need in order to do it. And he's, he told me that if I showed the video to anyone else, he'd have me arrested um, <laughs> and that, um, to get out of his office. <laughs> and so I left and I immediately went to the office of the guy that was running against him. Mm, nice. And I showed him the video and I gave him the video. Uh, he won in a landslide. <laughs> and, but in order for me to give him what I had, he had to make some promises to me. Yeah. And what those promises were was that every child in the country mm. would get textbooks for wow. every subject from now on. Mm. Yeah. And then we had to bust the kids that were going to that we were scholarshipping to high school from the outlying villages into the city because mm. that's the only place there's a high school. Mm. Um, and we were paying for that bus ride each way. Mm. The government of Belize now pays for those kids wow. to come out of the rural villages in. Some of those kids ride three hours. Yeah on a bus to mm. go to school in three hours to get back. Mm. Um, and then um, on top of that, um, so he's paying for books now. He's paying for the um, the um, bus rides. But he's also now has put into place that he gives $300 Belize, which is $150 U.S., to every uh, ninth grader and tenth grader that uh, goes on to school, that Fantastic. gets the grades to go on to school. So I ha he is starting God's working on his heart. Um, he's up for election again for the second time. Does he ask you to be his campaign manager, John? No, no, no. He doesn't like he, – he <laughs> I think a lot of times he's in the office and not <laughs> when I'm there. Uh, so, um, But, uh, you know, God's just been doing amazing things. Now, very quickly, because I want to move to our Belize team, but, John, tell us about water because you're also reaching our world's kids in Belize through water. Tell us a little bit about the water filtration system. Yeah, it's hard to believe that in 2014 – uh, that 80% of the world does not have access to mm. safe drinking mm. water. Um, we go to the faucet, we turn it on, and we don't think twice about it. Mm. We fill our cup and we drink right. it. We don't even think, is this safe for me to drink or is it? 80% yeah. of the world has to think that, Incredible. has to worry about that. Uh, in Belize, they're drinking right out of the river. Yeah. Uh, gets pumped up to a pipe in their house, at, not in their house, out in their yard, uh, and they drink that. Um, it's, the water is not safe. Mm. Uh, like they sh like we showed on the video there, uh, the kids are sick. They're not growing. Mm. Uh, they can't go to school and learn if they're not healthy. Mm. So we've partnered with a um, Christian organization out of Charleston, South Carolina, which is called Water Missions International. 
uh, and they built a system that will make 7,200 gallons of safe water a day. No. Not clean, but safe. There's a difference between clean water and safe water. Just yeah. because you can see through it doesn't mean it's safe to drink. Mm -hmm. um, and this system will make 7,200 gallons a day of the same kind of water that you and I are drinking mm -hmm. when we turn on our tap. Mm -hmm. um, and um, uh, we put that in a village. It will handle a village of uh, 4,000, as many wow. as 4,000 people. And two people get a, at least two people get a job out of it. Mm. We train an operator who gets a full-time job working it. And then we at least one deliverer, and as it gets bigger, it goes on to more deliverers. Um, and they deliver five-gallon buckets of water to people's houses. Mm. Uh, and we charge just a minimal amount, a uh, dollar uh, for it, a dollar Belize, which is 50 cents U.S. Mm. If you can't afford it, we give it to you anyway. Yeah. And then our, our delivery guys are Christian men also, and uh, they deliver a, um, every day a new um, scripture lesson. On a piece of paper, so they're delivering the safe water and the living water message awesome. every time they take it to the house. It's incredible, man! Absolutely yeah. amazing. We're so thankful and privileged, John, to be a partner with you and Sue and and, and with Row Kids. And I'm going to come back to you at the end and, and ask you another question or two. I'm going to have you hand the uh, microphone over to McKenzie. Now, this past summer, um, we uh, we as a church uh, went on a trip uh, to Belize. Uh, McKenzie, tell tell us. Um, tell them what uh, what the purpose was, what we were doing, where we were, and that kind of thing. Uh, what were we getting on a plane to do, <laughs> 16 of us from our church? A lot of us, yes. yes. Um, well, we were in um, the village of San Marcos, um, which, like John said, is on the complete opposite side of the country where uh, we first landed in the plane. So no pretty Caribbean sea um, <laughs> where we were. Um, but... Uh, I would say the mission of our trip, you know, when somebody would ask, oh, we're building a school. Yes, of course, we're building this wall. That's our mission, yay. Um, but John, um, in our meetings with him, um, um, priorly, or, well, before we went on the trip, he would always say, it's not about building a wall or building a school and the work that you get done. Um, our the reason we're there is to build relationships, mm. build relationships yeah. with these children. Yes, they see us working um, a lot, Ken, <laughs> 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 up on ladders <laughs> on, these, um, on a school building for them. But more importantly, um, they, they know that we're there for them, yeah. that the, we're, we're doing this to help them. And we enjoy being there and just getting to know these children and Absolutely. really, um, I don't know, that they, uh, they ended up being the light in our lives. Oh, man. Um, Huge. It, you Absolutely. Know, I, feel, I think everybody on the team felt that way. Uh, no so. doubt about it. No doubt about it. And we, so we were there to, to help build a school building that a team from our church the previous year had started. And, uh, and we even contributed some money to, to help finish that uh, as a church. And uh, we were specifically doing stucco work. And I'm pretty sure you guys can affirm this. Uh, there was probably more stucco on our clothes and in our hair than there was actually on the wall. But that's okay. Uh, we got most of it done. And I think you guys finished it shortly after we left. Uh, but as McKenzie said, we were there for the relationships. And we did that through VBS, too. We did some vacation Bible schools uh, in the afternoon and played 
Josh a ton of soccer, didn't we, man? We played a bunch of soccer, soccer, Dr. Ken, football. So uh, anyway, uh, and uh, that was fun. Josh, tell me, man, from your perspective, we had a few uh, teenagers, uh, uh, you know, high school, and my daughter went, who, um, you know, is 10 years old, and tell us your impressions, man. When you got there, what were some of the first impressions, maybe lasting impressions that you had of the Lees and some of the kids there, maybe? Well, um, honestly, when I first got there, I was like, oh, no, how am I going to make it through this week? Stepping off the uh, <laughs> stepping off the airplane. It's a different just world, it's, isn't it? It's completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, it was really such a humbling experience because just like um, whenever every morning we'd go to diff various stores and um, people would come up to us, like take the time out of their day to come up to us and interact with us, and they'd be just so happy and mm. smiling. And I don't think I ever we ever saw anybody that wasn't smiling and like so happy to see somebody that they never met before. Mm. And it was just it was just a great experience, like playing soccer with the uh, kids and just everything. It was great. It was an amazing, amazing experience. Vivi, talk to me about your impression. Like what hit you, you know, that just kind of stuck with you? And maybe even what did you learn? Because we all take something away uh, from a missions trip like this. What did you learn, too? Um, well, every night after we came back from working, we did devotionals, mm -hmm. and that was when we shared our highs and lows and took a verse from the Bible and broke it down into what we thought it meant. And one night, um, Mr. John gave us these pamphlets that walked us through how to accept Christ as our Savior, and I forgot mine at the hotel thing, but I read it over that night, and uh a kid that I got really close with there, his name was Armando. I shared it with him, and he accepted Christ as his Savior there with me. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> I mean, that's just, that is just awesome. That's the whole reason we go. Yes, we help with education. Yes, we help with water. Yes, we're there to build relationships. But that's it. That is it, the advancement of the gospel. And uh, Vivi, I know uh, I was proud of you. I know your mom and dad were too. Uh, so proud of you and just the experience you had um, when you were there. It was an amazing, amazing trip. Hand that mic over to Gloria there. Gloria, what was your impression? And uh, what did God do in your life when you were there? He changed a lot of things mm -hmm. about me because I was not one that was good with going into water in a boat in a dark <laughs> cave. <laughs> We went, we went cave canoeing on our first day, and we had to do some serious selling to get Gloria in that boat. In fact, we were out in the water, and then finally she decided to get in the boat. So she got in the boat. But it, it was truly a mm. great experience for me. As I love mm. uh, ministering to children, I, I have a passion for children, and I can't tell you how brave. I'm so proud of our youth at mm. this church, Hilton Head Island Community Church, did an awesome job. Yeah. And I got a chance to bond with them, and they were saying how blessed they were here, and just making sure it wasn't a picture of, of me coming down the zip line. <laughs> 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 but also, too, what, what, what I really learned is we drew closer together as a family. Mm. Uh, each member up here of yeah. our team, I had no idea who they were, but when we got there, it was like a whole new family. Mm. We bonded, yeah. we talked about ups and downs, lows and highs, and I came back just a whole new person when mm. it comes to looking at things differently. You know, the food that I eat. I mean, it was one night where I had to couldn't even eat just thinking about those kids out there in the village with no 
likes to see. It's like mm -hmm. we take things for granted here. What can I do better as I come back home to America to make an impact for mm -hmm. Christ in my community mm -hmm. for what I witnessed? So that's what I learned. And, and to spread the message of Christ was truly a blessing. You know, we talked about him. We shared that love that God, you know, Jesus commanded us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And that's what we went to do. And we stuck by one another. And yeah, let me tell did. you, they really stuck by me out there in the dark because <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed it and I look mm. forward to going back again. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Ken, tell me about, um, you know, what God did in your life and maybe some, you know, lasting, lasting lesson you learned, uh, maybe something even in your family, you know, that changed. I know. Uh, I got a lot out of the devotionals. Yeah. John led at night and I brought that home and did and doing that every night for our family. That's incredible. And that it? was that's been fantastic. That's been life changing, hasn't it? For yes, you? it's yeah. been great for all of us. And uh, watching Veronique and Haley, it's just amazing. Incredible. Our teenagers rocked, please. It was amazing. You guys did an incredible job. Our students, we were so proud of them, and um, I, I'm just so thankful for each one of you. Um, who, I, you know, we got to experience this together. I got to tell you, the first day we were there, uh, John took us cave canoeing, as, as um, Gloria mentioned, and she was so excited about. And uh, so we went cave canoeing, but um, when we were done with cave canoeing that day, kind of seeing Belize out in the middle of the jungle, um, John suggested that, that our first day there, which was Sunday on Father's Day, he suggested that we have communion together. And I thought, That's, this is going to be great. So we all gathered around under this little porch out in the middle of the jungle in Belize, and um, randomly got in a circle, and it just happened to be that we had uh, three father-daughter combinations uh, with us. There was Ken and Vivi, and um, Chuck and Haley Hyatt, and myself and Sydney. And there it was Father's Day in the middle of the jungle, and um, we, uh, we kind of like saw ourselves as dads, all right, we're going to get to serve our daughter's communion on Father's Day. This is going to be great. And John began to pass the elements around that's my favorite picture, by the way, of Dr. Ken. And that's our bus driver, Elias. But John began to pass the communion elements around, and much to all the dads' surprise standing in that circle, he passed it the opposite way. So it ended up that all three of our daughters served each dad communion that day. And it was just this little moment to kind of begin our trip that we thought, man, that was a God thing. And God did those little things over and over and over again for a week. And so when you go on a trip like this, I know each one of these folks can testify that when you go on a trip like this, you're going to give, but you are also going to receive something from God. And uh, that's, that's a huge, huge thing uh, for each one of you to know that uh, when you think global, when you widen your lens, um, you're going to receive something back uh, spiritually. John, tell us, say, say that again, Gloria, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, we each have nicknames. I'm not sure if we can share those nicknames. No, I'm just kidding. They're totally fine. Uh, we each had nicknames, and Gloria's was the icebreaker because everybody in Belize, I'm pretty sure the whole population of Belize, um, went to talk to her as she passed by them. So, uh, you know, she was easy at uh, having conversations. So it was fun. We had we had a blast. We really did. And I've led trips before, and I have never been on a trip where there was no complaining. Zero complaints the whole trip. And I got to tell you, you guys were amazing. So thank you guys so much for each of you that went on the trip this summer and helped a group of people in the middle of the jungle in Belize. John, to wrap things up today, man, how can we be praying for Roe kids? 
how can we support you guys by praying for you? What are some specific things that we can be praying for? Okay, before I tell you that, I yes. have a couple of things I want to say. Go right ahead. Real quick. Um, Sydney, Sydney didn't get credit for how well she did. Oh, uh, yeah. For a 10-year-old young lady, she was awesome. I was so she, pleased she as a dad. She was awesome. <laughs> she, I told her when we came, before we came back that she was welcome back anytime, mm. along with That's the whole awesome. team. She was That's really awesome. good. So don't think that your young, that your younger ones can't get something out of it That's because right. they can. They and the only reason can. she's not up here is she doesn't like being up here. So she's in <laughs> Ignite right now. Um, and then the, the other two things is uh, you notice they didn't say a whole lot about the building. You don't, have, you don't even know how much they got done or anything else. They got spackle on each other. Or they got, you know, some concrete on each other. Um, <laughs> and that's the way it's supposed to be. A short-term mission trip is for is not only for the people we're going to serve, but it's for you. God puts mm -hmm. it on your heart, stirs right. in your heart for you to go because he has something he wants to do inside of you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is relational. Uh, re everything about our trips is relation. Your relationship with Christ to grow, your relationship with each other as a team, and your relationship uh, with the people that we go to serve. And I think there's that you can hear that here. Mm -hmm. That's all they've talked about is mm -hmm. the relationships. Um, and so therefore, it's a successful trip. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I forgot to, s to mention in the, in the last service mm -hmm. was that if uh, you have a stirring in your heart to go on this trip and you're going to go back there to sign up for it, for information on it, um, don't let the things that, that the evil one is putting into your brain right now, I don't have the money, I don't have the time, mm -hmm. uh, my life's not together right now. Those, if God's stirring in your heart that he wants you to go, He'll, he'll provide. That's he great. I mean, you have to do your part, but he w you can't just sit back, but uh, he will provide. And there's a lot of people that have been on these trips that can tell you that. That's great, man. Now, how can we pray for you? Um, with the new country coming and, and everything else that's going on, um, you know, like I told you uh, before, Todd, that uh, Susan, my vision was 60 people, yeah. these 60 little kids and Billy White. Um, and I just finished a report for my board. Um, and in Belize alone, that's only one of the five countries um, God through row kids yeah. is affecting the lives of about 26,000 in that country right <laughs> yeah, now. Incredible. So my Praise 60 is, Praise the Lord, man. That's it, you know, it's, um, you know, my dream was 60. God's dream was a whole lot more. <laughs> uh, so wisdom, uh, discernment for what it is mm -hmm. he's doing and, uh, and the strength and the, the determination to carry it out. We'll be praying for you. You know, I'm, I'm reminded when I think of John and when I think of Roe kids and seeing the kids there, and you saw a lot of the pictures uh, of those amazingly sweet kids, um, one of the words that I think of, the word that I think of, is the word hope. And, um, you know, we, we go there to build relationships. We go there to, to help build a building. Uh, we go there uh, to do uh, vacation Bible school and to play a lot of soccer with those kids. And, uh, but the real reason that we go there is we go there to spread hope. And I love it because what we're spreading is Jesus because he's the hope of the world. And Matthew, I love this. Jesus had just gotten finished healing a man. His hand uh, was withered up and Jesus healed this man. And it was a big public display, but Jesus did something that was really wrong. He did it on the Sabbath. And the religious leaders were ticked off, so ticked off that they wanted to destroy Jesus. They wanted to, to kill him. And look at what Matthew says. I love this. Matthew 12, 15 through 21. Aware of this, Jesus withdrew from that place. A large crowd followed him, and he healed all who were ill. He warned them 
not to tell others about him. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. Now remember, this was hundreds and hundreds of years later. Verse 18, this is what Isaiah said. Here is my servant. He was talking about Jesus who would come, the Messiah. Here is my servant who I, whom I have chosen, the one I love, in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not quarrel or cry out. No one will hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break. A smoldering wick he will not snuff out till he has brought justice through to victory. And here's what I want you to hear. Verse 21, Isaiah said, in him the nations will put their hope. We've sung about it. We've talked about it. John has demonstrated it and displayed it. This group of five people here next to me and a group of another five people, group of 16 total people who went to Belize, they lived it out, spreading the hope of Jesus Christ. And if you're here today and you want to go on a trip, we've got one scheduled exactly the same week, I believe, except it's not on Father's Day this year, which is great. So June 13th through 20th, 2015. And if you want more information on that, I want to encourage you to go back and visit John's table back there. Darren, who's part of our church, is back there, and you can sign up. Listen, you're not signing up to go. Like, you don't sign up and have to pay money right now, and you're, like, going cave canoeing, um, you, you know, Gloria. Um, so you are just signing up to hear about more information, and we will be in contact with you if you want to be a part. And I got to tell you this morning, if you're in here today, and you've been listening, and you've been wondering, and maybe you've never put your own hope for eternity in Jesus. In just a minute, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do just that, because I would hate for today to go along and you not if you have never put your trust in Jesus for eternity. You see, God sent his son, Jesus, to this world to die on a cross so that he could cover your sins and so that he could cover my sins, so that we can have a relationship with God forever when we die. And that's the message, isn't it, John? That's the gospel message. And if you're here today and you've never made that decision to put your trust in him, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that here in just a moment. Would you pray with me this morning? Father God, I thank you so much for John and for Sue and for their ministry. God, and I thank you for each one of these who are on stage and some of the others who aren't here today who went to Belize on mission. And God, it was fun. It was an adventure there were times of fear, there were times of failure, there were times of victory, but God, you were all over it. You saw us through, and God, you used us to impact the lives of the people of San Marcos. And God, I pray for our friends in San Marcos. I pray that you would be with them. And God, I just want to pray for John right now in the strong name of Jesus, that you would be with this man, our partner. God, I pray that you would raise him up, God, that you would encourage he and Sue, that you would give them wisdom as they consider a new country in Kenya, where one of our other partners is. And God, I pray that you would lead and guide him. We thank you so much that we have the opportunity and that we're honored to be able to support them and be a partner with them. And God, right now, I pray for those who maybe have come in here today and for whatever reason, um, they've never put their faith in you. They've never put their trust in you. God, maybe something that was said or sung today helped them to connect hope with you. And if you're in here today and you've never done that, I want to encourage you. I want to invite you. I want to challenge you to just pray a prayer 
You can say it in your own words or you can say it along with me. It really doesn't matter. What really matters is the intent of your heart. But if you want to accept Jesus as your personal Savior, I'm just going to ask you to just silently and just in your heart and your mind, pray a prayer that goes something like this. God, thanks for loving me. You love the whole world enough that you sent Jesus to die on the cross. But God, you also did it for me. And I thank you that when Jesus died on the cross, that he did it for me. And today I admit that I have failures and I have struggles and I have problems and I have sin. And I'm, I've done some bad stuff in my life. And today I accept you, Jesus, as my Savior. If you prayed that prayer, I know there's no music and no fanfare, but just in the quietness of this room with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you prayed that prayer, just put your arm up for a moment. Just raise your hand for a moment so I can pray for you. I'm not going to embarrass you, I promise. Just raise your hand for just a moment. Anyone else this morning? Anyone else? Just put your hand up so I can see it. Anyone else this morning? Say yes to Jesus this morning. God, I thank you for those who said yes to you in the last service and in this service. God, they're going to heaven because you sent your son to die, and we're so thankful for that. God, I pray that you would guide us and direct us as we go from here. And God, I pray that there's a whole church on Hilton Head Island that is raised up that are people who want to advance your gospel good news message of hope for all eternity in jesus name i pray and all god's people said amen amen well i just want to mention two things as we close today one is as if you were someone who raised your hand and said yes to jesus today it is really important um, on your worship folder that you received on the back of that there's a, a place where you can indicate that and we would love to know your name and, and email address and phone number so that we can encourage you with some stuff. And you can take that back to the guest service area. Kelly's back there and uh, Jeanette's back there. And they'll also give you a little gift. And, and we just want to say thank you so much. And we're so excited for this new faith walk that you're in. Also, if you're part of the Hilton Head Island Community Church family, last week you received an email from me um, letting you know that we've really had some dark financial days. And you all responded strongly. And uh, so our budget's around 14.5 or so, and you can look in your worship folder. You all gave $23,000 last week. Thank you so much. That's reason to celebrate this morning. Thank you. And that allowed us to get caught up. It allowed us to really kind of stay, <laughs> you know, in a, in a good spot there financially. Um, but I want to encourage you on a couple things. Number one, if you're here today and you don't tithe, listen, I, I, I know what that's like because I had a period of time I didn't. And I got to tell you, there's so much joy in tithing. So without any fanfare again, without any commitment cards, just you and God, over the course of these next three months as we finish out the year, if you, you know, say, gosh, I really have got to begin to give God 10% of my income because that's what he says to do in his word. Malachi says, that if you do that, that he promises to take care of your needs. And so I want to give you this challenge over the next 90 days from now until the end of the year. Um, if you tithe and you haven't been tithing and you do if you tithe over the next 90 days and God doesn't meet your needs, your church here will reimburse you the money that you've given. And the reason I'm doing that is because I know one thing. God is absolutely faithful and he's absolutely true. 
And I can attest to you personally that he has supplied every need that our family has had financially because we tithe. So I want to encourage you to do that. Be a part of that. Experience the joy that comes along with that. And remember that every dollar that you give to this church is put in, uh, one dime of every dollar that's given to this church is put in a fund to help support missionaries, both global and local, just like John and Sue Eve. And so we give them a monthly amount each month, and we have uh, two others that we give monthly to, and we're expanding that. And so we're really excited about that. So I want to encourage you to do that today. You can do that online. You can do it through the app that Cynthia talked about at the beginning of the message. You can also do it through our giving station as you leave today. I'm so glad that you're here today. Why don't you stand up this morning? Thank you so much for being here. May the grace of God and his peace be with you this week. I will see you next Sunday, everyone. Have a great week.